Hello and welcome to Back to Basics Birthing. My name is Vicki Hobbs and I'm here to guide you, support you and provide you with information so you're feeling excited and confident about your birth. Birth is an incredible event, no matter how it happens. So I'm here to help you take the fear out of birth through education, planning and preparation. So today I want to talk about the natural alignment plateau. We need to stop blaming the cervix. So the natural alignment plateau phrase was first used by Margie Hathaway, who's an independent childbirth educator and author of several books, as well as a practitioner trainer for the Bradley Childbirth Method. She highlighted that it's not uncommon for women to get to a point in their labour where their cervix stops dilating. This usually happens before transition, but it can happen at any time, but it doesn't mean that the cervix is broken or has failed. A woman can be progressing at that expected one centimetre per hour, according to the outdated medical textbooks on Friedman's curve, which is definitely now proven to be obsolete, and frequent vaginal exams that are performed to assess progress. So Friedman's curve is all about women should be dilating as a centimetre an hour to get to that fully dilated um, stage where they can then start pushing. What happens when a woman has been progressing quite normally um, and then she stalls at seven centimetres after having several more vaginal exams? The woman and her partner start to notice the energy changing in the birth suite. There seems to be an air of urgency now and concern that this mum is now not doing what she's supposed to be doing according to the textbooks. Now, if you want to read more about the Friedman's Curve, go to Evidence Based Birth, their website, and then check for their, do a search for Friedman's Curve and Failure to Progress, a leading course of unplanned C-sections. So that's Evidence Based Birth, look up Friedman's Curve, and they have a, a link there to Friedman's Curve and Failure to Progress, a leading cause of unplanned C-sections. So let's go back to the story I'm telling. So we've got this mum, she's been laboring beautifully. Uh, she's been having several vaginal exams and you know the midwives are really happy. The obstetrician is really happy because she's progressing really well. And then suddenly after several vaginal exams, the midwives notice that she has now stalled at seven centimeters. Um, and the, the, the woman and her partner Notice the energy changing in the birth suite. There seems to be that air of urgency now and concern that this mum is not doing what she's supposed to be doing according to the textbooks. Her cervix is slacking off and now progress has come to a halt when she was doing so well according to her care providers. And everyone in the room has been synchronising their watches and predicting the time this baby would be born based on that hourly one centimetre progression and sticking to that plan. Now look what the cervix has gone and done. It's just ruined everything. That energy is not wasted on the mum who hears the whispers, recognises the conditioning language of failure to progress, and now there's a shift in focus more on an interventional birth 
rather than a let's step back and leave mum alone focus. Let's let her trust and breathe and just birth in her own way. So as a hypnobirthing Australia practitioner and doula, I have been at births where the mum has been told that her cervix is not dilating and she has opted to wait and see, rest, sleep, and perhaps work out what is conflicting her mind. Sometimes letting in fears and doubts can have an effect on her hormonal physiology. And that is a big part of that synchronicity for the cervix to dilate. Birth is not just about the cervix. We know that that a woman can go from six centimetres to fully dilated and birthing her baby in a really short period of time, even an hour. I also know of a mum arriving at hospital to be told that she was only one centimetre dilated and should go home, particularly because she was a first-time mum, so she probably had 12 to 24 hours before active labour. Well, that mum birthed her baby within an hour after getting back into a peaceful zone, bouncing on her ball and blocking out distractions. She knew her baby was coming. She knew her baby was really close and she declined to go home and was put in an assessment room to wait it out. But she really didn't have that long to wait at all. Was the mum super excited at how fast the birth went? No. She, she wasn't excited. She was really fearful. Was the mum feeling this birth was the best that it could be? No, definitely not. As she was traumatised that nobody would listen to her and what she felt was going on in her body. Did the mum feel safe and supported? Absolutely not. Having care providers speak in a way that leads a woman to believe her body is no longer working can affect that balance. Internally, the body is working, and that doesn't mean that the cervix is failing. As Dr. Sarah Wickham points out, the cervix has done its job of keeping that baby in. Now it's the job of the fundus to get the baby out. Women are being coerced and convinced by their care providers that their labor needs to be sped up, augmented either by rupturing the membranes or synthetic oxytocin via a drip. It is so important that women understand that they may experience plateaus and this is a natural bonus. Think of that. I want you to think of this as a bonus. Use this time to sleep, recharge, reboot and prime the brain with positive affirmations and encouragement. In other countries, they have changed active labour to six centimetres rather than four centimetres. So why hasn't Australia done the same, which would enable women a lot more time to get into active labour and therefore have less stress? Many women are being labelled with failure to progress before they're actually in active labour. In fact, a large study by Jun Zhang in 2013 identified that before six centimetres, many first-time mothers and even multiples went long periods without any dilation. Vaginal exams and other medical evaluations to determine the progress of labour are unreliable. We know that, even if the care provider is highly trained and experienced. Stop and consider that the labour could be progressing in a way that is spot on for that woman and her baby. If baby is happy and mum is happy, then why can't we adopt a wait and see approach? 
There is evidence that a plateau in labour is normal and healthy, and most times this results in failure to wait by care providers. Progress is invisible on the outside, but on the inside there are so many levels, functions and systems working and interweaving to facilitate progress. We can't know every facet of labour and birth because every woman is unique. No two bodies or babies are the same. And even more profound is that no two minds are the same. Perhaps that plateau is to prepare the woman for the transition into motherhood, the change of dynamic in her relationship with her partner, outside influences, and so much more. If the woman has another child, perhaps there's conflict about the change in being able to be a mum to another little person, and maybe feeling she may not have enough love for both. Your baby is instinctively doing things during labour as well. So maybe they need this lull in dilation to initiate their own progress while they are preparing to enter this new world and learn to survive. Perhaps they need to get into a better position, which is what the title suggests. That plateau, so baby becomes more aligned in the pelvis for an easier transition down the birth canal. They may need to manoeuvre themselves around a bit more gently without the pressure of contractions. Or perhaps they've been experiencing some intensity with those contractions. So it's an opportunity for them to rest too, so they are happy. So let's let them be. I want you to have a great birth team who are supporting you and your wants and needs for the birth of your baby. So what can you do during the natural alignment plateau? So have a sleep. World-renowned birth expert Sheila Kitzinger, sadly she's now deceased, encouraged women to have a sleep to give themselves every chance of restoring energy before things ramp up again. Move around, change positions, or even go for a walk. Get some fresh air and enjoy being in the outdoors, particularly if you've been, in, you've been stuck in the birth suite for a long period of time. You're not a prisoner. You can go out, you can leave that room. Eat and drink to ensure that you're staying hydrated and prevent ketosis. Take a look at your birthing environment. Are the lights turned off? Are the blinds closed? Does it feel safe and comfortable in your birth space? The same as a mother cat would look for, look for that safe, dark, quiet space to birth her kittens. You too need a quiet, dark, undisturbed space away from interruptions. It is so important. Get into the shower or get into the bath and allow yourself to relax and recharge. Put on some music and dance. Dance like nobody's watching while you swing those hips and do drop squats. What I'd really love you to do is check out the, the dancing obstetrician. So if you just Google dance, dancing obstetrician or obstetrician Fernando, um, that will bring, bring up a really good video of this obstetrician who dances with the women who are laboring under his care. He really encourages women to get up and start dancing. You could also look at nipple or clitoral stimulation. So we talk about this in the Hypnobirthing Australia classes. And all my clients know that I love talking about orgasms and the releasing of oxytocin. You can't birth your baby without oxytocin. So why not get the real stuff happening rather than the synthetic stuff? 
acupressure can help with relaxation while also stimulating the hormones for labor and birth, so oxytocin and endorphins. Dr. Kate Levitt has compiled some educational videos for parents to learn the acupressure points, and you also learn those acupressure points in the Hypnobirthing Australia classes as well. Massage can also help to relax the mind, the body and emotions while releasing endorphins, which will also help to increase the release of oxytocin. That wonderful laboring hormone cracks are mentioned again and again, and it's what you need to get labor active. Hugging or cuddling with your partner can help you to feel calm and relaxed, but more importantly, safe. Even watching funny movies and laughter releases endorphins and oxytocin. And you can also look at doing a fear release hypnosis. Um, that can help to clear any blocks that's invaded the space in your mind. Take some time to lay down, put on a fear release track and be guided to release those fears and doubts, while at the same time, feeling encouraged, which can be incredibly beneficial. At Hypnobirthing Australia, we have a beautiful fear release track that you can download. You can purchase that, download that from my website. If you go to uh, vickyhobbs.com, um, go to the shop section, and there's a whole range of hypnobirthing tracks that you can download. So these are just a few ideas that may help during that natural alignment plateau. But please do take some time out to rest, recover and reboot for when you really need that stored energy to roar your baby out. And just to finish off, the way a woman is treated during her labour and how she feels about her birth afterwards can and will have an enormous effect on her postpartum experiences. We need care providers to listen, respect and support. Enjoy your birth. Thank you for listening to Back to Basics Birthing. If you would like to get more information about my childbirth education classes, Hypnobirthing Australia classes, fear release sessions, online course, VBAC education, pregnancy massage, or any of my other services, please visit my website at backtobasicsbirthing.com.au.